Hello, hello, this is Jonathan and you're listening to the Johnny Talks Podcast, the place where we help you achieve your financial goals. Hola amigos, hope you're having a great day wherever you are. And if you're a new listener to the show, special warm welcome to you. I really appreciate you tuning into the show. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. I appreciate it even more. In today's episode, we will speak to my friend Sandy from the YouTube channel Mavu TV Personal Finance and Lifestyle. Sandy is a fellow Belgian who is working on reaching financial independence and moved to another country to live her dream life. She will share her plan with us and how she has adapted the American way of reaching financial independence or the simple path to wealth to her personal situation in Belgium. Although she's at the start of her journey, Sandy has already her ducks in a row when it comes to personal finance and she will deliver some excellent tips for you who want to make changes to your financial situation. This episode is for you if you always hear about financial independence from US bloggers or influencers but wonder if you can reach it in your country as well. And spoiler alert, yes you can. Okay, I know it sounded a bit American but uh, you get the picture, right? Anyway, without further ado, let's hear the interview. Hello, Sandy. How are you doing today? Awesome. Thanks. And you? Yes, I'm uh, doing fine. Uh, great to have you on. We've been uh, talking for quite some time now. Uh, indeed. Indeed. Uh, and then you are from, um, yeah, what is uh, good with you is that you're from Belgium. It, you're my second guest of Belgium. So it's great that we have people in Belgium also looking at, reach, at reaching financial independence and talking about money. Uh, mm -hmm. Because, um, yeah, and, and you do it uh, in English, you run your own uh, YouTube channel and you do it in English, which covers uh, both languages, actually three official languages of Belgium, but it's mostly mm -hmm. French and Dutch. So then by watching it in English, it makes it easier for um, for everybody to, to, to view it. And then, uh, Sandy, I've talked uh, already uh, a lot. Uh, maybe you can give a brief introduction of yourself. Uh, what you're doing, uh, what's your YouTube channel about. Yeah, this kind of thing, just very briefly. Yeah, so I have this YouTube channel called Mavi TV. And on this YouTube channel, I document our road to financial independence mm -hmm. from Belgium to Poland with my Polish husband and uh, our dog, Coffee. So that's what I do mainly. Okay, excellent. And um, we are looking at reaching financial independence. And maybe for some listeners, uh, they are not familiar with this word. I was not neither, uh, if you asked me uh, five or six years ago. So what is financial <laughs> independence? For me, financial independence is to create opportunities in the future, which would make me work optional. So for me, that means that I wouldn't have to go into work or go to work in general full time, because my ultimate goal would be to work part time. And I know that it would be possible for most people actually to work part-time once you pass 50, but I would like to do it like around 40. So yeah, quite soon, actually. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Come on, not that soon. I, I know how old you are. Soon. <laughs> I just turned 30. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So come on. Anyway, the, so, so the, this financial independence, so it's, it's to have sufficient financial resources to be able to make your own choices, your own options. So I really like this idea, Sandy, and it's something I'm working as well towards too. So I'm curious, um, and maybe the listeners uh, want to achieve that as well, to retire before 65. Maybe that sounds foreign for the first time you hear it. 
So how much money does one actually need to get? In general, the rule would say that you would need 25 times your yearly expenses. Mm -hmm. But for us, we are planning to move to Poland, actually, once we would retire early. And the cost of living in Poland is lower than in Belgium. And that's something which we would call uh, geo-arbitrage. So stretching our euros to the max. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, this would give us the advantage, actually, to have to save less Uh, today to be able to spend it in the future. So for us, we were we we're looking at um, 12 and a half, 15 times our yearly expenses of today. Okay, I see. I understand. So for example, uh, to put it in perspective, maybe someone has uh, expenses. I mean, I'm making a number up, but just it will make it simple of, uh, let's say, 2,000 euros uh, per month. Mm -hmm. That is then... Uh, 24,000 euros per year, and then you need to multiply that by 25, is that correct? By 25, indeed, yeah. Yeah, and you, and for you in your case, so 24 by 25, that is, uh, I don't know, something like uh, 600,000 or something. Uh, or... I'm not doing the math with you because actually I cannot do that. <laughs> okay, uh, actually, I think I'm correct. But then in your case, it would be then... Uh, multiply by 15 so then uh, yeah okay then there I'm lost as well with the math but uh, yeah it's it's less than 600,000 euros mm -hmm. so then that would be enough for you for example consider you have um, 2000 euros expenses every month to be able to reach this financial independence okay well that sounds that sounds like a plan i would say Yeah, we're actually looking into buying land this summer in Poland because we would like to build a house in mm -hmm. the future. So at the moment, we're looking at different types of locations, actually, which we, which we would consider because at the moment it's not possible to go and look at the land. So every time we have had the opportunity um, when we went to Poland to look at different areas, we did that because we really want to purchase the land as quickly as possible already to, to get started. Yeah. But is, is the price difference that uh, lower from uh, the, the cost of living in Belgium and Poland? I mean, I went to Poland on holidays a few times. Mm -hmm. I, I know it's a bit lower, but I, I thought the economy before COVID of Poland was growing. So I would expect less yes. uh, difference. Yes. The um, the cost of living is actually increasing every year and also the average um, salary is also increasing. So, so in general, it's true. The cost of living is going up in Poland and also the uh, minimum wages are going up. So that's actually a good sign of the Polish economy. But the difference between Polish, Poland and Belgium is still there. It's still okay. a big enough difference for to make your the, the wages which you're earning in Belgium and which you're saving and investing here to really make an impact um, there. Okay, very good. So this is this sounds good, Sandy. I think people know where you want to go. People know uh, what your goals are. But I think what the listeners want to hear is how you will concretely where's try... Where's the money? <laughs> yeah, where's the money for those uh, 15 years of uh, expenses and... For the people who will not move to Poland or to a lower cost of living uh, area, how do you save for um, 25 years of expenses? I mean, that sounds like huge. It, it is. It is actually. But we are both uh, working nine to five jobs. We don't have children at the moment. So that also is actually important because having children is an extra cost and 
if you don't have this cost, it makes a difference in your budget. And at the moment, also here in Belgium, we purchased our house. So we bought a house mm -hmm. which has a very low mortgage and a very low interest rate. Our interest rate at the moment is, I think, 0.92%. Oh, wow. So <laughs> this is a very interesting rate. My husband also previously already had an apartment in Poland, which he's currently renting out. So there's also rental income coming uh, through. And this mortgage on the property is also paid off. And um, currently we don't have, we did have some issues with uh, the pandemic situation and the renters which were renting the property. And we had a lot of rotation in renters in the last uh, 12 months. So mm -hmm. now we're looking into working together with the realtor to um, take over the paperwork, to do everything with the renters themselves. And then we would have to pay a fee of like 10%, I think, on the monthly income of this rental property. But the money which is generating is still is still good. So yeah, we have our income from the nine to fives. We have the rental income. We have our house here, which has a very good uh, mortgage, which has a very good interest rate. Mm -hmm. And then when we're going to move to Poland, we're probably going to rent out this property or we're going to sell it. So that will also generate some extra funds. And our salaries from the nine to five, at the moment, actually, we're only spending my salary. So we're living off of my salary and we're saving and investing his. So that's over 50%. And that's really makes the difference because our mortgage here, and that's the really important part, I think. And that's really something which I try to tell all my friends. If you're not really obsessed with like houses and interior and you're really looking at location, practicality of the, of the space. And if you're also kind of minimalist or I would maybe minimalist is too extreme, but if you are not really focused on the material, mm -hmm. you you can really look at a house for what it is, a house. And it should be practical. It shouldn't cost your, you too much. And also, if you don't like to clean too much, like I don't like to clean, <laughs> then you will not buy a big standalone house with a big yard, which you would have mm -hmm. to spend a lot of time in the yard, except if, of course, spending time in the yard is really valuable for you. Um, so for us, that resulted into finding the house which we're living in today, which was really within our budget. And we are not spending more than we did on rent. And also, in general, we do not expect high costs. And if we would have high costs related to this house, it wouldn't be a problem for us at the moment. Let's knock on wood that it would stay in the same mm -hmm. to cover that with savings and um, yeah. Just like that, and yeah, yeah. So that's good because then you you're more intentional about your <clears throat> your current house. You have a low mortgage rate. Mm -hmm. You you're making two salaries, yeah. but you only keep one um, for expenses. So all of this plus uh, yeah the the side rental income. So yeah, all of this of course helps you to to make uh, all those savings necessary for. Um, to reach the, the your FI number, your financial independence number. It does end up, and I really think that it's important when I when I state all these things to really say that what is working in our advantage and in our advantage is the fact that we don't have children. We do have a dog and she really gets good food and good <laughs> treatments and stuff, but it's not like diapers, you know. So mm -hmm. 
not having children, having a low uh, mortgage rate. Also, we have two cars, but the cars are company cars. So that's also something we don't we don't spend on. Like when you're on the journey towards financial independence, you should really look at your personal situation and see what you can do to maybe increase your savings rate or your investment rate but you should also do it within the boundaries which in which your life would still be uh, comfortable and for us it's comfortable and we're not cutting back on things which are important for us okay that's good uh, excellent and um I mean, you mentioned the size of the house and that you don't like to clean. I don't like neither. Um, <laughs> it's true that because I I, uh, I am not a fan of minimalism, but I try to embrace some parts of it. And it's true that the less stuff you have, the less maintenance you need to do, the less, I mean, if your apartment is 50 square meters instead of 120, yeah. then you have less cleaning to do. And probably you will have less stuff in it as well. So uh, I think you're a, you are kind of fan as well of minimalism, or at least you, from you, afar, you enjoy. I'm a fan from afar. From afar, okay. Yeah, because actually for me, minimalism, it's like ever since I lived at my parents' house, like when I was 19, 21 or something like that, I was following the minimalists and I was inspired by them. And I, I thought that, okay, I will minimize my cupboards and I'm only going to keep my black items and do a capsule wardrobe, but I never did. Only accumulated more and more and then rotated on repeat. Mm -hmm. And then when I met my husband, um, he was he came from Poland to Belgium And when I went to his apartment for the first time, I thought that he was moving out and <laughs> he was, <laughs> he had so little furniture and stuff hanging there that I thought that he was, he just moved in or that he was in the process of moving out. But actually he was just, he just had what he needed and he didn't have the need to add more stuff into his place. And when we combined our stuff together, we ended up with what we have today. And I, yeah, I got, my parents always say, how should I say? The thing is you take the positive thing of the other. And for me, that was learning to do it less and really embracing that and seeing the benefit also from it. So, yeah. Okay. looks like you, you found the right uh, soulmate uh, directly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. No, I like, um, I enjoy all the, the things minimalism, not like extreme. Like uh, I have more than two forks in my uh, in my drawer. Huh? I mean, uh, I have four chairs in my uh, living room. So, um, but I like to be intentional about stuff and not accumulating. Especially this this for me came more from uh, moving around because I live now in Luxembourg. I lived in Norway before. So by moving around, I I started to think, okay, let's throw um, stuff away or give away it. Uh, because otherwise, yeah, you accumulate stuff and it carries around. And indeed, uh, to go back to your story, of course, because you're the hero today. <laughs> but the apartment, then on the housing, you don't need such a big house. And then you, it becomes less important to you to have a bigger house or, uh, okay, you have a company car, which is quite common in Belgium. Um, but then maybe if you had to pay for it, maybe you would be as well more intentional, uh, I would I would assume, unless you're a sports car enthusiast. No, and also with the company car, but that's maybe, uh, that's a subject maybe for another time. Mm -hmm. But um, the company car, I have, my husband has a real company car and I have a 
company car, which is like a part of my 13th salary. So it means that I uh, gave up my 13th salary to get the car because you can choose at my employer, you can choose between a company car, extra holidays, pension savings, electrical bikes and many other options, um, which I cannot think about now. And I chose, for example, for this company car. And I also have to add a little bit of my net salary for it. But as you all know, we've been stuck at home for the longest time. So this car hasn't been driving and um, we get 1,200 liters per year. And last year I only driven for 480. So it's been a waste. So if I would have to choose again, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Yes, but you could not predict and yeah, okay. No, but also we have two cars and it's really not necessary. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and and then um with the with the savings that you make and the income, the extra income you're making, is that then enough to to just put it in a savings account and then let it stay there and then that's it? You, you just uh, do that for 15 years and that's it? Or do you do something with that money? Do you invest it? Yeah, we do invest it. And that was actually the di most difficult thing actually to get started, both for me and my husband, because my husband and I, we didn't start at the same time. For me, the struggle was that once I found a fire community, most of the information which I could find online was really focused on the American um, market or American people. Mm -hmm. And the products in which they would invest and save weren't the same, the same ones to which we had access to here in Europe or in Belgium, to be more specific. Also, um, the products which would, they would recommend were not tax efficient for us. So I had to really dig deep on the internet to find some information. And then I was lucky enough to find some good communities, both on Facebook and on Reddit, which I joined and where I could find the information which I needed. And that's also really something which I try to tell to my viewers on YouTube and which you also share on this podcast is um, to tell people to really do their research for their personal situation, get inspired where the inspiration can be found, which is for you, inter which is interesting for you. So for us investing from Belgium, it was important to find a product or an investment vehicle, which would be tax efficient for me. That was very important. And also something which I could repeat every single month without having to really think about it too much or to go back and analyze or um, really do extra research. Mm -hmm. So so eventually now I invest into uh, two ETFs or three three main ETFs. I invest in the iShares IWDA and the iShares IEMA. So one is emerging markets, the other one is all world uh, ETF. And I also invest um, in the Vanguard VWCE ETF. Those ones are the ones which I invest every single month, 85% of my savings and investing and then i still invest 15 percent of my portfolio into single stocks mm -hmm. and i that's not really 100 the uh, simple path to wealth <laughs> but it is yeah. the <clears throat> it is the path to wealth which works for me because i really like to also do some analysis from time to time and also it's a bit of uh, yeah it's a bit of a game it keeps me busy and it's I exciting i mean I'm, it's, I, I do yeah, stock picking as well huh? so yeah. it's good for the for your brain i think and for your emotion and to really trust your strategies trust trust your process um for me it works so yeah and and usually women are better at uh, 
at uh, being a good investor than uh, than men because we are uh, maybe more uh, aggressive or maybe want to show more or want to be more uh, risk takers than women. So in this household, uh, we talked about it yesterday, and it's a fact. I'm better. <laughs> 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 at the moment, huh? yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the moment, my uh, portfolio has been performing a bit better than his, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm very proud about that actually. And then you you mentioned the American way, which we can all uh, read about because there's plenty of blogs and podcasts and YouTubes uh, on the topic. And okay, the the simple path to wealth. I mean, the book. Uh, basically, it's uh, invest in a Vanguard uh, ETF, uh, broad index fund, and chill. And um, I think you okay, except for the um, the individual stocks, it's basically what you're doing. So we are kind, you're kind of following the same path, uh, I would say. Yes, indeed. Um, mm -hmm. I, but that's really because my nature is not that big of a risk taker, and um, that's what I'm most comfortable with. And with the 50%, which I do use to pick single stocks, it gives me more than enough excitement. And it's also what I'm actually willing to lose as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it's not this 15% also, it's not it's not needed to achieve the goal. In the long term, it will not make the difference. So. It's to give a bit of spice, let's say, to your Indeed. portfolio. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and um, so how can one, for example, in Belgium, yeah, invest in those index funds or uh, pick in individual stocks? I mean... There are a few brokers, but do you? What, what is your way of doing it? So me personally, I have three portfolios. I have my main portfolio, which I keep with the Hero, mm -hmm. and uh, that's just because I started with them back in the day. After the Hero, I opened an account with Trading Two on Two because I saw that we, it was also a, um, because I saw that for us Belgians, it was finally also possible to open an account with them and i really like their platform because on there you can buy fractional shares and for me that was really interesting because as i said i only invest 15 percent into single stocks and if you would like to buy for example alibaba or a tesla or something like that <laughs> it's it's too it's too much to buy just one share so then i can buy 50 euros into that for example yeah and then um, I also have a portfolio with Box Zero, and the Box Zero portfolio is actually one which I just keep for my YouTube channel because I show my investment strategy, investing 100 euros a month in that portfolio. So that's the only reason for which I have this Box Zero portfolio because it's also a very easy um, platform to show things with. So those are the three portfolios which I have. And I think a lot of Belgians also use Bolero. Yeah, this this a, is the one I'm using myself. Yeah, and I think that that's also a very good platform to use. But I think with choosing the platform, it's the same as choosing an investment strategy. Choosing the platform is as important, I believe, because the platform, each and every platform, has their own fees, and you need to see if your budget can handle those fees and. It depends on how often you want to invest, if the cost mm -hmm. is also worth it for you. Because if you have to pay, for example, I think if you invest with Keytrade, it's around 25 euros or something for a transaction. So well, I, know that, <laughs> I know that Keytrade is very expensive. Okay. Uh, so if you would invest 
uh, 100 euros a month and you would have to pay 10 euros or 15 euros for that one transaction, you already need big gains to earn it back. So then I would say maybe Box Zero is more interesting for you. But on the other hand, the cheaper platforms also have disadvantages like having to uh, file your own um, tax on stock exchange transaction, which is, yeah, a monthly task which you have to do then. Yes, and uh, uh, yeah, and I watched your video because I was wondering about that. The thing is, yeah, this is uh, specifically for Belgian people. So there's Indeed. this uh, t- uh, tax boursière or tax on uh, TOB, t- tax on uh, yeah, uh, tax stock. Op buurs, tax op beursverrichtingen, that is it. Voilà. So tax on uh, special stock exchange trades, um, which you need to pay when you buy a share or when you sell. And okay, that's something for Belgium. So yeah, I've downloaded Bugs Zero as well, just to try it out. But I live in Luxembourg, so it's a little bit different. Um, so I, I, I want to try it a bit as well and do a review as well. Uh, so yeah, that's an important because, for example, with Bolero or the Giro, I think they already do this. Yes, indeed. So you don't have to do it yourself, which is easier. And then with Bug Zero, maybe you don't pay so much fees when you buy a share. But yeah, then you have this hassle. So it, it, it's a learning curve as well. Indeed. But I think that once you start investing, you need to take responsibility. You need to mm-hmm. be able to... It's actually what I would like to say is that Many of these platforms like Box Zero are trading two on two, and I think the UK our UK friends have more platforms even which they can use. They're almost like gamifying. They're almost gamifying investing, mm-hmm. but it's not a game. You need to do your due diligence. You need to do your own research, and you also need to take. It doesn't end end with doing the transaction. You need to pay your taxes. You need to do the necessary paperwork because. Yeah. No. It's a. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a yeah. serious matter in the end still. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, you need to do your research on the company. So yeah, it's true that yeah, it's serious matters. It's uh, important because the the app may look user-friendly and it's easy, it's fast. It's, it's almost like Tinder <laughs> 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 or, or Facebook or Instagram, you know, then, okay, yeah. I buy a share of this or, or that. But in the end, it remains a company. So it remains a business that makes money or that loses money. So it's important to still do one your due diligence, and then secondly, uh, you you as well are responsible for your taxes, as you mentioned. So you need to pay attention to these things. So it's not just hey, I'm trading. Uh, I don't know. I, I gained twenty uh, percent. I'm gonna sell and I'm gonna buy some other stuff that is undervalued. It's because I saw a tweet of Elon Musk, but um, it, it's not like that. It's uh, yeah, you can do that, but in the end, it's you need to be more responsible. Even though if the interface is uh, or the app is kind of gamified, a bit like Robin Hood, etc., which are more known. Yeah. So yeah, indeed, very good points, and yeah, I, I appreciate that. And so yeah, this is how then you uh, plan to do your um, your road to financial independence. Do you have? Um, is your YouTube as well part of this? whole journey is that uh, part of that or is it uh, just a for fun or what are you trying to achieve with your youtube channel so at the moment i'm really going with the flow with the youtube channel because it's really a big challenge for me to be consistent on the platform because if you want to see results from it you really have to be consistent and also produce content which is 
in demand at the moment and which the viewers want to see or the mm -hmm. subscribers want to see. But the, mo the thing which I love really the most about YouTube is the community really talking to people and subscribers who then also reach out to me afterwards through Instagram and really making connections with people, like also like how we talk from time to time. I really enjoy it. And now I'm not really focused on monetizing the channel, but I think that for sure it would be possible to do that in the in the next 12 months to monetize it through Google. But yeah, I'm just seeing where, where it takes me, but I, I'm not focused on it because, yeah. Yeah, I, I see. And I've watched a few videos, of course, because for me, it's interesting as well, even though I live in Luxembourg. I mean, um, my family is in Belgium, so it's helpful as well. And then I am uh, with Bolero or this kind of thing. So Bug Zero, I want to test it as well, see what I need to do, what, how it works. So it's interesting for me. And I, and I bet it's not only interesting for me. So it's great. So uh, I would say keep on doing it. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it, is, it is helpful and you make it very uh, accessible and easy. I mean, because finance for somebody who just... Uh, starts it's maybe not easy uh, there's a lot to consider and especially stock exchanges for example uh, investing in the, the the stocks i mean we've talked about it on the show it's it's a scary thing if you've never done it Indeed. before and the thing is also for me with the youtube channel when i started i just wanted to be on the platform because i had friends with whom i talk and they where I had friends with who I talked, which were saying like, yeah, I want to save money to buy a house, but I can't, uh, it's too expensive. I want to invest money, but investing is too complicated. And I wasn't really also open towards my friends to tell them like, hey, I know how to do it. And maybe you should do this and that. It's often still a big taboo. And mm -hmm. I also found that I was struggling opening up towards other people to help them or to guide them to to find the information by themselves. So I thought that maybe I'm too embarrassed or too shy to help my friends face to face and stuff, but maybe I can help like strangers. <laughs> and that really like, it's weird, but for me that worked. So also what was important for me, what triggered me as well was like uh, over the summer, the world was going crazy <laughs> and I had this thing in my mind. I thought that if people just were putting their money where their mouth is, things would be so much clearer or like people can really like make a change. You don't have to stay into in the same situation. And I, I just wanted to show that things are possible. Yeah, yeah, but it's true. I mean, it's uh, by taking action, by making small changes. You can make, people can make the shifts where they want yeah. to go. Maybe they will not reach it, but at least mm -hmm. they can work towards that change. And at least maybe with small changes, uh, it, it can help to lead them where they want to be, where they where their mouth is, as you say. Voice. Yeah, to be an encouraging voice and to... Mm. To really also show, guide the way towards other directions. I sometimes say in my videos that Google is your friend. Don't be scared to ask or to call a help desk and stuff. Like, yeah. And do you and do you think uh, talking about your friends? Do you think that FI or um, financial independence, this kind of topics, this these things are popular among uh, our fellow countrymen? Is it possible even to, because you are in a good situation. I mean, you, you said, I don't have kids. 
I already have um, uh, the the company cars, the, mm-hmm. the the rental income from your husband's house. Do you think is it, it is possible to start from scratch in Belgium to reach financial independence in 20, 25 years or uh, something like this? It is possible, but when you are working towards it or when you start, you also need to see or you need to acknowledge the advantages or the benefits which you have. Mm-hmm. Because if you start out with zero debt, for example, me, when I studied here in Belgium, our um, subscription or the fee to go to university back in the day, because, you know, I'm old, <laughs> it was less than 500 euros for a whole academic year. So. Three years of study was 1,500 euros. And then maybe the books extra, let's say it's 2,000 or 2,500 for the three years in total. Yeah. Not studying in a in a far away city because far away in Belgium is 50 kilometers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. So I wasn't, uh, um, I was studying in my own city. So yeah, I didn't have any student loan debt. I didn't have any debt. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I started working. I lived at my parents, so I worked. I earned my income, and yeah, it's a, it's an easy start. But if you live, for example, in the Netherlands, I know in the Netherlands, going to school to university, it's more expensive. They do take out loans, so then when you finish school, you have to start paying that back. So we do not start from the same position. I think it is possible, but I also think that in general. The way to go or the, what the Algemene Samenleving, the, the, yeah, the, the society. Yeah, in general, the society does not favorize or make you reflect on this possibility. So the first reflection which you will have after finishing school is let's get a job, let's move out of the parents' house, what type of furniture will I get, and all these things. But You could also stay with your parents or indeed move out and do co-housing, which is more and more popular even now. So that's something which a lot of people still do. But then it's the car, then it's the new laptop, the phones, television, all these things and all the subscriptions which you can have now because it's not only Netflix, it's also Disney Plus and uh, what what's the other things like Amazon Prime and stuff. Spotify. Like, yeah. And We're all guilty, yeah. We also have Disney Plus, Spotify, Netflix, Scarlet, many things we have. But on the other hand, we do share with multiple people. But still, all these things, they add up. So mm-hmm. if you want to save money, go for financial independence, you really need to, one, be aware, know that it's possible and take action, make steps towards that direction. And I think it's easy when you have people around you or you know of online communities where people are doing that to also start doing that yourself because you see an example and you follow a path which has been walked on already before because if you need to start without knowing anything it's much more complicated and maybe when you have a setback you will be demotivated much quicker yes indeed and the thing is as well it um, helps you to focus for example for myself i can uh, i can share that When I finished university, I had zero depth, neither. Mm-hmm. And, and all I thought was, okay, I need to save because I'm Belgian. So I was saving some money of my first uh, my first salaries, but I didn't really have a purpose or I didn't even think about financial independence mm-hmm. because I, I didn't know such things or it, that it existed, even though I studied finance. I knew about the stock markets, which I entered later on, but 
okay, I didn't know exactly how to value a company about index funds. I didn't know how it worked. Yeah. You know, I learned this a bit uh, on the go. Yeah. So if, if you can join uh, this kind of communities, because we didn't have Facebook when I graduated, just before, <laughs> no, it was just, uh, just after. So yeah. but we didn't have Facebook. I didn't read blogs on finance. I knew finance, of course, but not in the personal way. So I was spending money. I was uh, buying new clothes. It was cool. Uh, I didn't buy furniture. That was I was never interested in that. But yeah, I spent my money on a lot of things, and some I don't. Like, like, some like many people. Eh? Yeah. So I didn't. I, I don't regret many of those. But it's still I was not focused on uh, working towards financial independence. I did not know I, if you told me that I would uh, I could retire earlier than at sixty five. I would have been. Oh yeah. How do you know this? How do you do it? Uh, I would have been a bit skeptical, but I would have listened. <laughs> yeah, you know what I what I um I had a reflection yesterday evening, and I thought that for me actually the biggest struggle was when I was saving or when I was living at my parents and I had the possibility because I didn't have to pay any rent, I didn't have to contribute to the household. I did, but it wasn't uh, mandatory because yeah. My parents are very, very nice that way. <laughs> um, I had a difficult time saving if I didn't have something to save for. So yes. mm -hmm. and then I just decided that, okay, this is my minimum amount, which I want to have on my account and everything above I can spend. So yeah, today I cannot tell you what I spend it on, except the travels, which I did. Those things are still... I still remember and I, I don't regret it, but the amount of money which I spent and the travels which I've done, it's not in balance, obviously. But still, it does make me realize that once you have a goal or you have something to work towards, it goes so much easier. Even if it's, it doesn't have to be investing or saving for a down payment for a house, but even if you want to get a car or something, just save it for that car two, three months you're saving for it and then you get your secondhand car, cash. That's what I did back in the day. And that was like a big accomplishment and I was happy when I did it and then I could start over again. But now with the financial independence mindset, it's a such longer timeline. It's a marathon. But <laughs> yeah, but I don't have the, I don't get bored of it. No, no, because it, it's exciting and... Uh... Yeah. Indeed, mm -hmm. and then you you're a bit you're getting creative yourself. Uh, you 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 get uh, your budget under control. Your um, I don't like the word budget, but okay, your expenses under control. Let's say you're more focused, yeah. and then you start this YouTube channel as well, so which mm -hmm. can help a lot of people. And uh, and then who knows? Uh, then you will start to monetize it in a way or another. So you will get creative and maybe you know um, be more flexible. Uh, and and in the end, you you mentioned it at the beginning of the episode. So you said, yeah, I want to be able to be to have work optional. So yeah. what would you like to do then if you money was no object, Sandy? I think I would like to. No, it's not. I think what I want is. Um, <laughs> so actually, what I would want is to have the house in Poland mm -hmm. and next to the house, I want to have a big piece of land on which I could have two cows or more and just have cows because my husband's uncle has a farm and he has cows and the cows are, yeah, I want to have some type of farm life. Mm -hmm. And which the other thing which I would like to do is to have 
I would love to have my own cafe and make my own pastries and but only be open like half half of the week, like only from the afternoon or something. <laughs> okay. I don't know if that's realistic, but like I would just want to have my own little cafe, something okay. like that. The Mavu TV cafe. <laughs> okay, it sounds good. Sounds good, uh, Sandy. Look, uh, Sandy, I think this uh, was quite uh, quite a good conversation and I enjoyed listening to your uh, journey, to your story so far. And so, we, yeah, we've come at the end of the show. And as you know, we always have our uh, three quick fire question. Yes. So, Sandy, uh, yeah, what is the best investment uh, you've made so far? So um, the best investment for me has been starting CrossFit in 2017, 2018, because mm -hmm. that was very good for my health um, overall, because I already was doing an office job by then and fresh out of college and then first office job. So you can imagine what happened. So I started CrossFit, which was good for my health. And that's also where I met my husband. So oh. that was the best investment <laughs> ever. <laughs> That's a double whammy, as they say. Huh? So that's good. Yes. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. And um, then the next question, uh, what is a book you can recommend to anyone? It, it does not need to be a, a financial book. Yeah. So my favorite book at the moment, and it has been already for over a year, is uh, Vegan in Five. It's a cookbook. Um, Roxy Poppe and Ben Pook. It's a, yeah, a recipe book. And every recipe only has five ingredients. So it's super easy, super quick, and it's also healthy. So, <laughs> Okay, very good, very good. And, um, and then you can save money by uh, cooking at home as well. So indeed, again, indeed. Sandy, you're, you're, you're really killing it on the double uh, whammies. And then um, uh, the last question of today, what is the best purchase you've made for under 100 euros? Okay, I'm going to give you two. I have one finance related and mm -hmm. that is um, in the summer I invested into lemonade, lemonade stock. And yeah, that one has given me very, very nice profits. The only regret I have there is that I didn't invest more. But yeah, it's a single stock. So for me, it's always a bit tricky. What is this Then, company? Uh, what is this company doing? I mean, lemonade, I guess. But is it do they sell no. bottles? What is it? No, it's um, insurance, actually. Oh, okay. It's an insurance company. <laughs> yeah. And they, you should really research it because it's really cool because um, it's uh, AI also. So it's really the technology. And then in the fight, it's, it's awesome. Just, yeah, lemonade. Okay, okay lemonade. Awesome. Uh, okay, very good. And then the second purchase you said? Uh, loungewear for work from home because also when you work from home, For so long as we've all been doing here in Belgium, who can work from home has been working from home very mm -hmm. long. And um, it's nice to to also spend time, spend money on yourself, even if you're nobody sees you. So, yeah. Yeah. And be comfortable. And uh, it, yeah. yeah, it's really important to take care of yourself now that we're all working from home and you're, you don't see a lot of people. But yeah, just for yourself, take care of yourself and. Look cute, look in the mirror, <laughs> say some affirmations. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very good. So, Sandy, uh, where can the listeners find you? So, we talked about your um, YouTube channel. So, that's Mavu TV, uh, uh, yeah, the YouTube channel. And where else are you? I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and all under the same handle, Mavu TV. Okay, very good. I'll link it all up in the show notes. 
so the listeners can find you. So yeah, Sandy, thanks again so much. Uh, it was a, yeah, it was a great conversation. Thank you. Um, with pleasure. And I was really, really happy and grateful that you invited me. <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you learned something from it. I thought it was great fun to have uh, Sandy. I thought it was a quite uh, interesting conversation. So if you found it useful, please make sure you share it with a friend. Or you can also rate the show in your favorite podcast app. This will help the show to grow. So thank you very much if you do so. And now, before we head off, as usual, let's go through the key takeaways. Number one, financial independence can mean different things to different people. For Sandy, that means to live a life where work is optional. What is it for you? Number two, on reaching FI or financial independence. Here are a few tips. Save 25 times your yearly expenses or less if you plan to move to a cheaper area, for example. That is called uh, geo-arbitrage. Another one, make big moves with your money. Increase your streams of income, for example, with rental properties, as Sandy's husband is doing. Increase your savings rate. Could you, for example, save one salary if you're in a couple? And talking about increasing your savings or investment rate, keep your life comfortable. Huh? You don't want to cut back on the things you love. Next one, on your home, don't be obsessed with it. Don't be obsessed with interior decoration and all this stuff. Focus on the essentials. Look at the house for what it is. This could reduce your cost significantly. Another one is, uh, yes, sure, be inspired by uh, US blogs, YouTube channels, etc. But do the research for the accounts, the specific tax regulation, etc. that work for you in your country. The simple path to wealth, as Sandy showed us, can be replicated as well, but it will need some adjustments. And on that note, I really liked uh, Sandy's remark to acknowledge the advantage that you have in your country. For example, in Belgium, we do not have student loan debts, etc., or higher education registration fees are relatively low, so below a thousand euros uh, per academic year. So this as well can help you on your way to financial independence. And then last tip on uh, reaching financial independence. The society does not make you reflect uh, on the possibility of financial independence. You start your career by thinking about spending. This is what happened to me as well. So yeah, joining online communities can also help you to talk to other people, interact, get tips, etc. in your country, in your community. So for the next big topic, we have choosing the right broker platform, uh, which is important uh, because you will need to look at the fees and the frequency of your contribution. See if that is the right platform for you, for your investment profile. And then as well as we discussed, yeah, be careful with gamified apps. These are great and they're cheap, but then you still need to do your research on the businesses and then be responsible about uh, your taxes. And especially if you live in Belgium, you will need to declare your own tax on stock exchange transactions. Uh, but for example, Bucks Zero is really helpful with that. They send you a monthly report with all the instructions. Number four, have a savings goal with your money. It could be for a car or a holiday, it does not matter, but the point is that otherwise you will spend money on meaningless things. Once you have a savings goal, it will be easier to achieve it. And financial independence, for example, is a longer term goal, but you don't get bored of it. Or at least Sandy's not getting bored of it. And the last key takeaway for today, which is kind of Sandy's mini rant that helped her start her YouTube channel. Put your money where your mouth is. You too can change your situation.
So that was it for today. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. Make sure you subscribe in Apple Podcast. And of course, please do not hesitate to contact me. If you have any questions or feedback, send me an email, john at johnnytalks.com or connect through social media at johnnytalks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And amigos, once more, thanks so much for listening and I'll speak to you next time.